Hi there, and welcome to the ATS podcast with me, Will, and John Soulsby, where we break chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Uh, today we are on episode 54, and our topic for today is the benefits of incorporating high-intensity interval training into your workout routine. Yeah. Um, I, I literally just thought I'd have a quick Google to see what the fitness industry has. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. <laughs> the fitness it, industry has in terms of hitch routines or benefits? Or, or benefits. And some of it is like, hit hey, improves aerobic and anaerobic performance. Yep, fair play. Um, Very general. Yeah, but like it can burn a lot of calories in a short amount of time. It's like not really. No, it can't. Like uh, any any workout claiming to burn calories will never ever 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 burn more calories than you do being alive for the other twenty three hours yeah. of your day. <laughs> like the, you you just went on time not working out. I'm afraid. So, it's way much more significant if you care about creating a calorie deficit for the purposes of health or physique to remain as active as possible in the rest of your day and get your non-exercise activity thermogenesis going. However, benefits of incorporating it into training. What are we thinking? Um, well, for most people, it's probably one of the easiest and quickest ways to do a form of cardiovascular exercise. Yep, short and sweaty. Gets it done pretty um, quickly. M- minimal yeah, so minimal yeah. time maximal suffering yeah um there's an untrained people that so a lot of the fitness industry stuff is talking about essentially building muscle mass and if you weight train a lot and have done for a lot of years i doubt you'll build much muscle mass with a hit workout yeah like me and you have been training for however many years i don't think if we moved to just hit workouts we'd build much muscle mass no it does not facilitate um, that much at all. If you are new to any form of resistance training, yes. But yeah. I, I use this quite a lot. There's a, literally a study, I think you pointed out to me once actually, but there's a study that looked at um, people who ran for 20 minutes, like three times a week, and that built like significant oh, yeah, muscle from mass. Oh, yeah, from previously sedentary yeah. people. Yeah, when they, when, they, when like, they do zero, going to anything is going to build yeah. muscle. Therefore, news is not that running gets you jacked. News yeah. is exercise when you do nothing builds it's muscle good. mass. There are better ways of doing it. Yeah, I would um, highly, highly encourage a, a mixture of uh, cardiovascular activity and resistance training for it. Both have unique yeah. benefits, and they are both worth doing. Yeah. Um, I imagine one niche benefit of HIIT workouts are it's similar to we've discussed before of it helps regulate muscle glycogen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which has had knock-on effects to um, diabetes prevention, type 2 mainly. Yeah. Um, I imagine its resistance-based nature will carry over to HIIT as well, um, and its general intensity. I think that's kind of the reason that Weight training works is because it's high intensity, therefore uses glucose and can help with your glucose regulation. So high intensity. What's like the bracket for that for the people who the people? Um, so from like a probably easy to 
um, digest point of view, I'd say it's when your heart rate goes anything over a vague guess of but of one sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you, most people have heard of heart rate zones before. Um, but essentially, there's zone one, which is being alive and sitting down doing nothing. Zone two, which is like a brisk walk. Um, zone three, which is essentially above 160 is a rough guess for most people. And then zone four, which is above like 185, I believe. Mm. Um, well, that tachycardia. Yeah, sometimes they people split it up into five zones. Um, yeah, here's one that's five zones, but essentially roughly the same, except there's a smaller zone four, and then you have a zone five that's like right at the top. Yeah, um, like my my main thoughts would be time. It's good. Like I think there's a reason CrossFit, or one of the multiple reasons CrossFit is so super successful, is because they tend to be over. Like I mean the the proliferation of class-based workouts like crossfit les mills like name there's tons like name any others like cave fit fucking all all that stuff is (coughs) typically because the workouts are intense so you get a sweat on you feel like you have done stuff as much as that doesn't directly correlate to the actual effect of the exercise, it just feels challenging in that you are cardiovascularly challenged and usually like sweaty and on the floor like in a heap afterwards. Mm-hmm. And most people collate that with the efficacy, which isn't true. But like, you know, people people do like that. And it's done quickly. So people are like, Oh, I can get done in a lunch break and still have like part of my lunch hour. Like Yeah. Super popular for that reason. Um, so it's good, especially if you're limited on time. Like, not everyone has the time to go out for, like, a multi-hour kind of casual cycle, like a low-zone cycle. Yeah. You also, I found, have to be quite fit to actually do that. Yeah. Like, good luck cycling around Edinburgh at, like, heart rate 120, unless you're actually really fit. I know. The traffic will bring it up to, like, like I don't know, 180 on several points. Yeah. So that's, that's ruined immediately. Um, when you almost get T-boned like, by a car who's not watching. Um, like I like to think I'm reasonably fit now on the bike and going up some of the Edinburgh Hills I still have to put a lot of work in so it's quite hard to just go out in a 120 and even then even if you weren't going out but if you were for some reason sat on your your peloton or whatever like yeah sometimes like just sitting there for like an hour and a bit like it's fuck that's boring like yeah the reason I fucking hate steady state cardio is just it's so dull. Like that's why getting outside and getting out and about is something we're always like we pre- we essentially pretend that like cardio machines don't exist because <laughs> there are other options that are much more entertaining. Yeah. And um, yeah, like uh, if we think of anything else, it's um, in your day. Yeah, I'm currently trying to find if there's any actual science behind it, but essentially the endorphin response behind um, high intensity exercise and moderate to low. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see if the response is any different, as in like you get more from a high intense one or not. Yeah. I mean, you don't moderately carry the boats or the logs, so that's another bonus. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
but having done both anecdotally. I really, um, I really wish I'd found the video. I fucking I missed the video. I was gonna send it to. Did I send it to Brad? It was just some clip that started off with some very generic uh, portrayal of a uh, young person with a funky hair color talking about gender pronouns. But it immediately cuts when she says, my pronouns are they, and then cuts to David Goggins being like, oh, they don't yes. know me! <laughs> yeah. like, they oh, don't know great. me, son! <laughs> That's good. I'm like, very good, very good. Um, this is the kind of shit power I'm all about. But yeah, completely anecdotally, but the endorphin response having done a hit class in comparison to sitting on a bike for two hours is very different. But I can't find it. Funnily enough, it's not an overly highly researched yep. area because it doesn't really matter to him. But yeah, uh, short, no massive benefit over steady state. Just pick whichever you like and whichever suits your schedule best. Uh, both are good and both are far better than nothing. So pick one. 100%.